Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be better informed to help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Mr. Jamie Dupree. How hey, are Herman, you, Herman, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Now, Romney's folk have leaked part of what he might say. What have they leaked, do you well, know? Well, they've basically leaked that Romney uh, thinks about uh, as much of Donald Trump as maybe, um, I don't know, some guy who ripped him off a number of years ago or something like that. Uh, okay. The speech is basically going to say that, that Trump is a fraud, he's no good for the Republican Party, and that it's time for the GOP to seize back uh, the party from Trump. Yeah, I'm not sure that uh, Mitt Romney is the best vessel for that kind of message, you know what I mean? Because he does sort of scream party elite more than anything else yep i mean it was four years ago that there were a lot of conservatives who didn't really cotton to romney because they didn't think he was conservative enough but then again you know this fight over trump is about more than just the establishment i mean there's a lot of conservative movement people and groups who do not want trump and who are opposed to him the club for growth is again running ads against him there are certainly some tea party people who are for him and some tea party people who are against him and I, what I've found interesting in recent days, especially on uh, Twitter and more, is whenever this issue comes up and I'm on the radio about Trump and the opposition to him, as to how many people then immediately uh, fire off a message to me to say, hey, yeah, I just want to remind you, it is more than the establishment that doesn't want Trump. You know, I'm, I'm not an establishment guy, they'll say. I'm a conservative movement guy, and I, I don't like Trump. So this has become a fairly divisive uh, kind of situation for the oh, GOP. Yeah. I'm not sure that, that Romney's speech really makes... I, I, I guess the only difference I think it would make is this, is that Romney, by coming out and speaking forcefully against Trump, gives cover to others in the Republican Party in the establishment and non-establishment to decide, you know what, uh, I'm going to go against Trump, too, and find a way to uh, funnel some money into some of these ad efforts or something like that. But I'm not sure it alters the dynamic in any way uh, between Trump and everybody else. I mean, I, I still think as we look at things, uh, Trump Trump needs to win uh, Florida and Ohio as much as John Kasich and, and, and uh, Marco Rubio need to win those states. So the battle goes forward, and in about two weeks we should know where we are in this and whether or not we're going to have a shotgun marriage between the GOP establishment and Donald Trump. <laughs> well, I'm also getting a lot of people that go that are going to my Facebook page saying that this is just forcing them to go ahead and support Trump. So I think well, sure. it might be yeah. a little of that, too. You know, That's they, what I said, is yeah. I'm not sure he's the best messenger exactly. on this. But then again, if you tend to like Mitt Romney, uh, you're not going to probably like Donald Trump. There, there might be a little probably. of that. And, yeah. You know, Romney sort of looks at himself, I'm sure, as, in a sense, a party elder. I mean, I do have to say, I remember uh, two years ago, as we ran up to the, the midterm elections, I remember catching up with Romney. Uh, he was doing an event for Tom Tillis, who's now the senator from North Carolina, and he did a rally for him in Raleigh. I think it might have been the night before the election, and I was down there for it. And I, I really, I, I noted to myself how... Uh, genuine and positive the reaction was to Romney 
and you know how the, how many people really did seem to like him. But then again, it just didn't catch on with many in the conservative movement. Right. And I mean, here's the interesting part: is we've had this a number of times now uh, recently, where you had people who didn't like McCain, you had people and sat out that election, you had people who didn't like Romney and sat on their hands, and now you got people who don't like Trump and are vowing to sit on their hands. So the Republicans have struggled for a number of years now to come up with a candidate that promotes genuine excitement across the board. I mean, George W. Bush did win twice, but he never really thrilled a lot of people. I think people got on board with him, but it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't Reagan-esque or anything like that. It was that. close. But even if you go back to Reagan, I mean, that was uh, a very contested time as well. If you go back not only to 80, but four years earlier when Reagan tried to, to knock Ger- Gerald Ford out. So the, the Republican Party has been doing a lot of fighting amongst themselves for a number of years when it comes to their presidential candidate. Have you heard any more about the debate tonight in terms of whether or not some of the candidates will try to be more civil or not hearing anything says it's going to be another bloodbath. You know, I would think that we'll have a mix. I, I mean, look, I, I, I don't think at this time after last week's debate that you can ignore some of the differences and some of the things have been that have been said. I mean, I, I would assume that, for example, Governor Kasich will stand off to the side and basically say, you know, look at these three yahoos. All they're doing is insulting <laughs> each other. Why don't you all pan the camera over toward me, and I'm the guy that can uh, that can get things done, and I've got a record, and they're just yelling at each other. I'm not going to yell at you. I can see him doing that. Now, whether that yeah. works, that's a whole different issue. But uh, Trump, I thought it was interesting. He put out a an extensive extensive plan today on health care reform. Yes, we've been so talking about that. He obviously. Uh, and, and therefore, we'll see. He's ready in case Rubio or Cruz come after him on that issue tonight. Now, if Rubio and Cruz and their people are smart, they will not go after Trump on the issue of health tonight. That's they will right. leave that alone and they will find yep. something else to probe and say, see, he doesn't have any plans. And uh, I would think, too, the other dynamic here that really has not gotten much discussion is the Megyn Kelly dynamic. Because remember the last time Trump boycotted the Iowa debate that Fox did, the last time Trump and Kelly uh, got together, Trump got all sideways after the debate, really aggravated with Megyn Kelly's question, which, frankly, if you go back and watch it, it's just something that, that this is what puzzles me sometimes about Donald Trump. He's very good at just brushing off questions from reporters and basically just saying that's stupid and moving on. But Megyn Kelly got under his skin and he couldn't let it go for a long time. And so that dynamic tonight could be interesting as well. Well, they say that they're not going to go there. But here again, we'll see. There's a way, it, you know, it does create some curiosity for several reasons. I'm talking about the debate. Number one. The Megyn Kelly dynamic, as you pointed out, and then number two, now there are four on the stage. Yeah, and, and that that's means there's, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, I mean, you know, with with Carson and Kasich last time, when you had the the Rubio and Cruz versus Trump, every time they 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 gave a question to Carson or Kasich, it was like, okay, there's a little timeout for Trump. Now he can he can breathe. <laughs> I mean, when there were eight people up there, you could disappear literally for twenty minutes or so and not get asked anything. But when there's only four. There's nowhere to hide. And, you know, I wonder if we'll see Megyn Kelly and Brett Baer try to pin people down a little more specifically and, and therefore Trump much more specifically on what he wants to do on certain issues and more. You know, look, Trump has fared pretty well in the debates. I think he was caught a little flat footed last week by Rubio and Cruz. And I would expect them to go after each other some more. Another uh, issue, do you think Cruz will go after Rubio tonight? You know, uh, there's two schools of thought here, 
is that Cruz needs Rubio, just like Rubio needs Cruz, to try to stop Trump on their own. I'm not sure they can do it on their own. They might have to do it together along with John Kasich. See, I can tell you what's not resonating with people. The Cruz, Rubio, Rubio, Cruz back and forth about you voted on this bill. You tried to do this, all of that kind of stuff back and forth. It's not resonating with people. I think that was a waste of time. If they want to talk about their specific plans, which is what people will hope they would talk about. But, you know, they're going to go after. Well, you don't know this, but more than likely they're going to go after Trump. But the inner workings of the Senate and the bill and the process and what phase it was, People basically tune out when they start talking. Yeah, about I that. think that that immigration stuff on uh, who supported what, when, and did right. what, when. I think that sort of run its course, and everybody knows where it is. I, I, I speaking of immigration, I was looking today at the um, at the maps, the county by county maps from the other day in Super Tuesday, and this was sort of an interesting one. I found it was from the state of Texas that, you know, Cruz won almost every county and almost every congressional district. But four of the five counties that uh, Trump won were on the Mexican border, though uh, Cruz won the lion's share of them, which is interesting because, to me, Trump has really made immigration his super key issue more than anything else. But it, it really didn't uh, carry the day for him in that part of South Texas. Interesting. Well, where will you you going to be? Uh, home tonight for the debate? Yeah, I'll be watching it from afar tonight. I'm going to get myself up to Michigan, I think, over the weekend. Uh, their primary is Tuesday. Right. And then uh, travel next week probably to Florida. And there's another debate a week from tonight for the Republicans in Miami. The Dems have actually a debate Sunday in Michigan and then another one on Wednesday in Florida. And then uh, I think probably I'll go to Florida and go also then a quick trip up to Ohio and then do the Buckeye State right before March 15th and get myself back to Florida as well. So a lot of traveling coming up. And really, again, it's all boiling down to what's going to happen in those uh, states. I mean, this weekend, for example, we have uh, four different states with Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana and Maine on Saturday. And then you have Puerto Rico, I think, is Sunday. So little by little, we start you know, we keep going ahead. And again, if Donald Trump can string together a bunch of wins this weekend and next Tuesday in Michigan and Mississippi, you know, the 15th could well be we get to it. It's not only yep. the last ditch chance for both Kasich and Rubio. It might be the last ditch chance for anybody to stop Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, like you said, depending upon what happens this weekend. And that's an unknown because I don't think they've done a lot of polls in those weekend no, states. No, not many they? polls, and also you're dealing with caucuses, and yes. you know, yeah, it can be that that small turnout. Now, interestingly enough, Rubio was supposed to have rallies in a couple of the different places that were voting on Saturday. He scrapped rallies that he had scheduled in Louisiana and Kentucky. He is going on with one, I think, tomorrow in Wichita, in Kansas, which votes this weekend. So. Uh, I don't know if Rubio is retrenching or if he's deciding, you know, we got to spend our money just uh, mainly on Florida. Cruz has decided he's going to go into Florida and at least make some play, which is interesting because, in a sense, you look at it, every vote for Cruz against Rubio in Florida, really, you could argue, is also a vote for Trump because if you keep Rubio from winning in Florida, that certainly is a victory for Donald Trump since it's winner take all. You've got it. Well, travel safe, Jamie. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good, Herman. See you. You're listening to the Herman Cain 